0: is the University of Michigan.
1: Touchdown Michigan! That's the of
2: Michigan And a court extra pass. And it goes for the
0: win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! Down the sideline!
1: People's Jones! Touchdown! And welcome back to Blue by 90. We are here today with Cam again from the Michigan page. Cam, how you doing today?
3: I'm great. How
2: are you guys? Doing well. Doing well man. Awesome. Repeat guest. Go. Love to see it.
1: Recurring Go. guest, Cam from the Michigan page. Killing it out there on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Valiant for his, uh, for his Michigan suit uh, jacket here. Um, looking good. Looking good. It's game week, boys. Holy smokes. We are so close to seeing Michigan football. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been waiting for this since, you know, January 1st. And it has been the longest offseason of all time. And we are so, so close now. Um, How are we feeling? Are we feeling a little nervous? Are we like unsure about what's going to happen? Confident in Joe Milton? How are we all feeling out there?
2: I'm feeling good, man. I'm I'm, I'm nervous because we're, I feel like we're not gonna be able to see Joe let it loose like we kind of everybody was hoping for in game one, just because that weather looks like a fucking shit show. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we'll see a lot of a lot of running from the running backs. Maybe even Blake Corum will get in there. And um, I don't know, man. I'm excited though. Like you said, it's game week. It's finally here. We never thought it was actually gonna happen. But right now we're recording on Wednesday night. We're we three days away from football, mm-hmm.
1: three days away it's from football, probably insane. by the time people, by the time people are listening to this, we could be, you know, could be Friday, Saturday. So, um, yeah, we could, we could be the game day. I mean, again, Kalen, you said it, you said it on the, our last uh, episode with Craig, uh, this is the longest week of all time, right? Dude,
0: it's so long. It's Wednesday. I'm like, dude, hurry this shit up. Let's go. I'm trying to see this game on Saturday.
3: Saturday is gonna go even slower. We gotta wait all day, but I know. Here, here's what's gonna help us: we have games to watch. That's true. That's true. That's
1: true. Around the country, we do. We've got Big Ten games even Friday night too. Wisconsin will play on Friday night. Um, I believe Ohio State, Nebraska at noon on Saturday. So mm-hmm. I'm actually interested to see Wisconsin with this new quarterback because Jack Cone is out, and then of course. I'm I'm interested, but a little afraid to watch Ohio State beat the shit out of Nebraska and see how just how good Justin
0: Fields is, you know, once again. Well, you can flip from that to uh, Michigan State Rutgers, right? Watch yeah. the Game yeah. of the week. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. You can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think yeah. we're
0: all
2: going to take the under on that game.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So.
1: So you mentioned it already, Jack. Let's get right into what to expect uh, come 730 Saturday night. The weather is going to be cold. I think the real feel uh, high for Saturday night is like 21 degrees. Um, so Minnesota, you know, Cam, you're a, you're a Canadian boy. How are you? How's it, how cold is it, is it up there for you right now?
3: Well, we go by Celsius. Uh, I mean, it's it's your typical fall weather, but we're at that point where it's toward that end of the fall season. Uh, the leaves are really, really falling. We're actually, especially this week, guys. Like we've had a lot of rain, so and, and wind. So here. it's just it's crappy weather. It's not very pleasant. Um, like I said, we're at, we're at the end of fall, uh, approaching that winter season over here
0: yeah well, I saw Minnesota got some snow yesterday today's Wednesday, so we're talking about Tuesday. uh they had I don't know two inches of snow some some wind and pretty obviously cold temperatures, so something similar for Saturday night in the Joe Milton debut, right Ro
1: yeah, yeah, I think it it's calling for like a sixty percent chance of flurries or something like that um we'll see we'll see what happens, you know, obviously, the weather changes daily. Um, but by the time Saturday comes, it could be, it's, we know it's going to be cold. You know, it's there's no heat wave coming. Um, the, the unpredictable part is the precipitation, but I don't know, Jack, you said it already. Do you think that favors Michigan with how good of a running back room they have, or is it crap? We're really putting a lot on this new offensive line right from the get go.
2: I I'm thinking more towards the offensive line. So I think, It'll really tell us where they're at. You know, are they going to be good or are they going to struggle a little bit? we got four new starters, obviously all veteran guys that have been around, but not a whole lot of experience, I mean, other than Jalen Mayfield. So we'll find out kind of how the O-line is going to do. I'm excited to see what the D-line is going to do with a lot of, you know, run expected from Minnesota in that game. Uh, And then, I mean, if the O-line can handle their blocks, I'm excited to see what the running backs can do. Like you said, we know they're a strong strong group but I think we're really going to find out a lot about the O-line for sure
1: and Cam I'll go to you on this one so obviously Tanner Morgan and Rashad Bateman are the the you know dual threat there for Minnesota they don't they haven't had a great success in the running game do you think that they'll still be able to throw the ball in that type of weather or do you think they'll have to kind of change their offensive game plan
3: I think uh, Minnesota's running game is definitely vital for their performance against the Wolverines. But I, I think it's more up to how Michigan's defensive backs, cornerbacks, handle a receiver like Rashad Bateman, a quarterback like Tanner Morgan, and that type of threat. You know, we lost our best returning cornerback in Ambry Thomas. Really, really, really unfortunate. If we had him back, I wouldn't be very nervous about this matchup at all.
1: Yeah. And so Brad Hawkins came out uh, just the other day and said that Rashad Bateman is going to be Vincent Gray's responsibility solely. So they're not going to try and go, you know, zone coverage on him. It's going to be one-on-one with Vincent Gray. Are we feeling confident with that? Or is it like crap? um, Maybe we should get a new game plan, Don Brown. Kalen, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm hoping that's just like talk, you know, that's just somebody saying something to the media and then game time shows up and Don Brown has a real plan. And if anybody actually bought into that media hype, they'll be like, oh, shit, what is that? Okay, (laughs) right. But I'm actually glad you said that about the weather, because I was just thinking about it in terms of like, oh, no, Joe Milton can't throw. But you're right. It should have an impact on Tanner Morgan and Rashad Bateman uh which would make it kind of a ground and pound kind of classic game. We all know Jim Harbaugh eats that up. So yep. and you all possession. S- exactly. Yep. And we've seen our running back room and dude, I'm dude, I'm about to write Jay Harbaugh on my ballot and send it in. <laughs> so <laughs> like Dude, if it's a running running battle, like let's go. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I I do think that cold weather does favor Michigan. I can somewhat see it not that it's going to be to the extent of Michigan Notre Dame last year in the rain, but Michigan really came out and ran the ball well in that game. And I can see that happening again. And as we all have said, it, we trust in Ed Warner to get these guys ready. I actually talked with Spath on uh stadium main, Maine podcast, and main podcast. We were saying, we actually think this offensive line could come out and be a strong point for, for Michigan by the end of the season. So Um, I, I, I truly do think that that could be the case. Um, one other thing about the weather too. I saw a stat, uh, just earlier today, Tanner Morgan in all of their in all of Minnesota's, uh, games against ranked teams last year. And they won all of them was, or maybe close to all of them. He had over 300 yards passing in each of them. So that's a real big part to their success there. And if they can't do that, Then I think that causes problems for Minnesota. Um, So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, the secondary might be the weakest position group in uh, for Michigan this season. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, Let's see. Uh, Oh, the other one other thing that I wanted to touch on too um, right away here is rumors are swirling about the coronavirus um, in Minnesota. People are saying that. Minnesota is not going to be at full strength with their roster. They are going to have multiple people out. It even came out on some message boards today that they could be, have multiple offensive linemen that have to sit out for this game. Um, So, and, and on the other hand, Michigan came out and said they had zero guys out, no new positives. So they will be at full strength. What do you guys think? Cam, Cam, what do you think about, about that? If, if they've got a couple people out, how big of an impact does that have on this game?
3: That's a great point, Ro. I, I think it's massive, massive. And my confidence starts to go through the roof if I hear that they're out of two two out of their starting offensive linemen, um, or any key players. We have no idea who could come back with a positive test result. This season is going to be wild, unprecedented. It's it's you know, it's it's going to be One that we've never seen before. I've already seen it in the NFL. I'm a Patriots fan. We didn't have Cam Newton for a couple weeks against the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, we we didn't have uh, Gilmore. So, it's just what's going to come with this season in a pandemic.
0: Yeah, we saw it with uh, Nick Saban, right? I mean just testing right before the game (laughs) i mean i read an article that they had his like covid sample on a private jet and like flew it back to mobile alabama to test it real quick and get the results so i mean these like the money on the line for these teams to play is like so absurd that they'll they'll just make it rain to play these games but uh in terms of who's going to test positive when like we have no idea
1: Go
0: for
2: it. Did you have something to say, Jay? <laughs> well, I was gonna. I, was, I might be changing the subject here a little bit, but I don't know if you guys saw the U of M students that are on campus. At least I don't think. It, I don't know if it factors into any students off campus, but they're they have a stay at home order now through November third. So they'll be home for the next two weeks. I'm shocked they didn't do it a little bit sooner, just because of football season, just to make sure that the players aren't interacting with any other athletes or whatever it may be to keep that uh, opening game safe. Um, just my little fun fact. That's all I've got. Oh, I hope I hope that was good for you guys and you enjoyed it.
1: I, we appreciate it that fun fact of the day from Jack Shield <laughs> at Shield Tweets. At Shield um, <laughs> um, yeah, but that is that is something to think about. And um, the one good thing about that is that they came out and said this does not affect Michigan athletics. Student athletes are exempt from the stay-at-home order, which. I just think it's kind of funny. Once again, it's like all the time in the NCAA and Michigan and the Big Ten and all these or- organizations preach, oh, they're students first and athletes second. They're, you know, they're definitely that. And then when, it, when push comes to shove, they're a tier above everyone else and they get special, <laughs> special treatment. And they're the only ones that can be out and about in a pandemic that are putting their lives on the line. So that we can watch football in the university and can make money. So exactly, like, I was just gonna say,
3: and bring the revenue. Yeah, <laughs> that's what matters the most.
1: <laughs> it, it's just comical at this point. Like any commercial that they put out at this point, and saying like, "Oh, look at these uh, student athletes getting their degrees." It's like, dude, you guys couldn't give two shits about <laughs> those kids getting their degrees. I'm sorry, but yeah, it's about though. it's about how much money you can make off them. Um, so, yeah. So, anyways, they are going forward with the game this weekend in Minneapolis. They still are planning to have the game in Ann Arbor uh, next weekend on Halloween. That'll be a nooner. Big nooner. Big, Big nooner. nooner. Big nooner. Um, so, uh, let's see. What else can we talk about here before, uh, before game time comes on Saturday? So, um, one thing that I – we've been hearing all about from, you know, the SEC, the NFL, and everything is pumped in crowd noise. What is this stadium going to be like on game day? Um, So what have you guys heard out there, and what's your opinion? Should they pump in some game noise, or crowd noise, I'm sorry, or should they do music? Should they just have it be nothing? What's your opinion on that?
3: I'd, I'd like to see them use everything, every element possible be honest um just use any type of uh strategy to just make the atmosphere close to what it would be you know like i i don't want to hear absolutely nothing i don't want to i don't want to hear freaking pin drop you know what i'm saying right um kind of like how the nba did it they got better as the nba went on too and uh and now the nfl is doing it too so that's what i think
0: i know we talked
2: about this go go ahead kelly
0: well, I, I was going to say, I've just been, you know, wasting my time watching the Lions. And so, I mean, <laughs> I, you hear what the NFL is doing. And honestly, I kind of enjoy it where I'm like, oh, OK, like there's been a couple of times where I'm like, are there people in the stands here? And then they show the stands. There's no one there. I'm like, oh, right. OK. I, it sounds it's hard like to a, tell
3: from TV. Really hard to tell.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a real yeah. game sometimes. So if yeah. they pump in some crowd noise, like honestly, I would not be mad at all.
3: Um, I know we talked about
2: this kind of when it first came out that we heard there was any crowd noise. I think it first started with baseball, and we were curious about if it was an happen with football or not. And initially, I was kind of thinking I was like, I'd love to be able to just hear the the game being played and hear all those hits and hear those guys talking like shit UFC. to each other. Exactly. Yeah. So like. I but can, you can I hear can like use...
1: bones cracking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'd be amazing. I couldn't give
2: two ships about crowd noise. I would love if if they could make that work, where we can hear all of that play on the field and shit talking and whatnot, that I would much prefer that. But I mean, whatever they gotta do. Whatever, whatever makes more people, most people happy.
1: Yeah, and, and I'll I'll give you a little inside scoop from uh from the girlfriend over here. Um, who's my inside source so, as drink. always drink everyone drink because I mentioned my girlfriend <sighs> Good beer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they the Big Ten has come out and said they can only keep it at like 70 decibels which is nothing it, it's oh, gonna yeah. be it, it's not much at all there they can only play it like three seconds after the snap or something like that it, it's the, the restrictions are crazy. There's, there's only certain times that the PA and en- the PA announcer can say things um, nothing during play, nothing. It's like music has to be in certain times and not, it, it's crazy to me because in my head, okay, we don't have crowds. That sucks. The way you can make up for that is to pump in all this stuff or let, let these DJs, let the, you know, the the media people loose a little bit and say, All right. You guys gonna do your thing to create your own little home field advantage. You know, obviously within some some restraints, but yeah, create that home field advantage. They're trying so hard to keep it level across all um, all Big Ten schools. And now it's like they can barely do anything, which I think it's going to suck. Honestly, I I think it's going to be really frustrating to watch, especially in week one.
2: Well, how do you guys feel? Like, what if they did it like the NBA? Instead of pumping in crowd noise, they just had music playing throughout the game.
1: I don't mind that. I don't mind that
2: at all. It yeah. could be kind of cool. I'm surprised they haven't looked at that option yet. Or maybe they have.
1: I don't. I don't know. I feel like they looked at all options, and but I I, I do think it crowd noise as I as I have watched the Lions and the NBA and everything else, sometimes it sounds so fake. That you're like, all right, that that didn't sound good when that play happened. I don't know. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I do know too. Like, I'm very certain that there's going to be so many of these schools and teams that push the button on these. They're going to be like trying to push it as far as they can until they get a penalty on them or something like that.
2: Ohio State
1: in particular. Oh, definitely. Ohio State, Cawcaw.
0: Just for <laughs> reference here, I looked up a chart about uh, decibels, and about 70 decibels is like traffic, like you're standing on the corner and cars are driving by. A uh, hundred decibels would be like putting your ear next to like a handheld drill or something like that. So
2: wow. it's going like, could have been like... nice if they could put could have put it in like the 85 range. Like a fine nice happy
0: medium there. That could have been nice. Dude, I say put it up here 150, like a fighter jet or something. (laughs) Let's go. Let's blow eardrums out.
2: Maybe Oregon. Maybe Oregon will do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that I don't we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I mean, the you that's 70 decibels is like nothing, dude. Uh your car's going by? Come on. I mean, it's gonna that's gonna affect nobody. You know, the, I think, do you think, the? what do you think about the players, Kim? You, you've kind of, you know, you talk to the players more than any of us. That's for sure. What do you, what do you think the players are going to think about this with, with it being quiet in the stadium?
3: It's, it's obviously not nearly as fun. Uh, we, we all know that for sure. But honestly, I have not talked to any players about the lack of an atmosphere. I really haven't. So that's, I know it's a very disappointing answer, guys, but um, it's get out. You know, it's, get they're, off. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're focused on one thing and that's to get the win.
0: Well, that's a good thing, then. I mean, they're yeah. so, they're focused and, you know, they don't care who's in the stands or what's playing on the speakers. They're the game's the game. So honestly, that that kind of makes me feel a little better. <laughs> Maybe the TV people will play uh play sounds for everyone watching on TV.
1: Kim, have you, uh we'll we'll keep going with that. Have you talked to any guys about the upcoming season? And have you who what have you heard from anybody about how they're feeling about this team?
3: Well, I mean, I just saw Josh Ross, one of our linebackers yesterday, claim that this this has got to be the most tight-knit team he's he's been a part of in his time at Michigan. So that's very exciting to hear. Um a lot of players I have spoken to in the past seem to be in favor of joe milton starting over dylan McCaffrey. you know this was months ago this was before joe was announced a starter and then dylan decided to head elsewhere so um i could totally understand why this would be a very tight-knit group especially if they go through a lot of adversity with a pandemic and unprecedented times uh you know what it can bring a squad together and i'm really excited to see the impact it has
1: Love it. Love it. And I'll, I'll keep it going here. We'll, we'll keep, you know, hounding you for answers here for a second. (laughs) Go everyone while, while we're at it, go follow Michigan, uh, the Michigan page, uh, on Instagram cam runs that account and is killing it 50 or are we, are we at 60,000 now? Right
3: around 63.
1: Oh uh. oh oh humble brag <laughs> over there. Oh, well, <laughs> 60. And you forgot my Twitter. <laughs> and yes, yeah, which you no, Twitter too Twitter. as well. I suck at Twitter, <laughs> but I'm on there. You've been you've been more active than normal on there. I've I've seen you on there a little bit. I'm, I'm not doing-
3: working as much, man. Yeah, and, and you know what? Um I realized it was like why am I posting all this stuff to Instagram and just, like, forgetting about Twitter? I I, have, I am seeing zero growth on my Twitter over the last year or so, whatever it is. And I realized, well, yeah, probably because I'm, I hardly post. All I do is retweet important news. But, like, you know, the best follows on Twitter have their own original content. So what I'm just going to try to do moving forward is just post everything I do to my Instagram onto my Twitter as well. Love it.
1: Good. All right, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll be happy to have you on back on Twitter a little bit more too. Um, but my, my question for you is, you know, in the social media world with those 60,000 followers, what are you seeing or hearing from this Michigan fan base as far as, you know, hype confidence levels, what they're most excited for? What, what, what is it that everyone's looking forward to most for this, uh, 2020 football season?
3: Well, like usual, Joe Milton, any Michigan quarterback that's announced a starter heading into the season carries so much hype. You can call it pressure as well. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of people are nervous. I, I completely understand that. But at the same time, the real fans that really know their roster, there's a lot to be excited for, but there's also a little bit to be nervous for. Um for example, our running back room is loaded. I am so excited to watch this running back room. Brand new O-line minus one returning starter. Almost a whole brand new O-line if Jalen Mayfield wasn't able to come back. That is major in how the first game plays out. Um, there have been a lot of followers that have been calling Joe Milton's name for two to three years now. It was the same for Dylan as well when we had Dylan McCaffrey. Um Wide receivers, we lack a big body, 50-50 ball, red zone, possession kind of receiver, you know, Nico Collins. I'm looking at you. Um, (laughs) Call him out. (laughs) I love who we have, a wide receiver, but we lack size. We have a lot of the shorter but speedy guys. That's the quote-unquote speed and space, right? Um, D-line, we have a lot of depth, and it's improved depth. It's improved experience. We need constant pressure out of these two defensive ends, Quiddie Pay and Aiden Hutchinson, as well as that interior, the the defensive tackles, Carlo Kemp, Chris Hinton, Mazzie Smith. We need them on their A-game all season to help out these inexperienced cornerbacks. I I feel completely confident in safety. I I truly do. Um, It's the cornerbacks that I'm a little bit concerned about. I am curious to see if the, the Dax Hill, the cornerback, was a legitimate thought or, you know, is he just going to play at safety all season and we're going to act like that was never any talk in the off season. Right. Um, what do you guys think? Would you like to see him move to cornerback? Do you think we're okay at safety? I mean, I'd,
2: I'd be interested to see what he looks like at, at cornerback and see if he can like, if he can be that lockdown
3: guy. I, I think he can totally, I think he's fit for press, man. hundred yeah. percent.
1: What, why wouldn't he be as good or even better than Levert Hill or, or you know any yeah. of our lockdown corners? He's just as fast. I, I'm assuming he's put on some poundage so he can be just as physical too. But I also think that the way we've lost games in the past is deep balls down the middle. And I'm thinking that maybe he can be the guy that helps that out. You know, I'm thinking of him <laughs> – diving at Jerry Judy's ankles last year in the bowl game. Um, but I'm assuming, I bet you he's watched that same film a thousand times and said, I'm never letting that happen to me again.
3: Exactly. I'm wondering, would he make more plays at corner versus safety? We never really know until we see it. Yeah,
2: I think so. I think he would, right? I mean, especially, you, I, I don't know if we can assume he would be the number one DB at that point just because he's got a little more size than vincent gray um and but if he yeah and speed definitely speed for sure so i mean he might i mean if he would end up being that number one guy i think he would get more you know more play time as far as like ability to make plays coming at him
3: right
0: yeah if you're a lockdown corner wouldn't you be locked down because nobody throws at you? So would you really have that many opportunities to get make right. plays? But but that's
1: what a good corner does. It, right, is they, right, they, right.
0: they throw away from you,
1: right? And so right. Um, if they – if we have – say we have him at – him and Dax Hill and Vincent Gray at the corners, well, now – You don't have anywhere to throw, you know, but across the middle, I guess, and try and get a matchup against, you know, Brad Hawkins or whoever would be the backup safety. But I believe, you know, they're going to try and Minnesota specifically, and then every team for the rest of the season is going to go, let's get Rashad Bateman on the opposite side of Vincent Gray. Right. And figure out, you know, how to, how to get that mismatch. Um yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a bad idea, but I also don't know who would fill in his spot at safety. And I think that's got a lot to do with it. Um, but we talked. Let's go back to last uh, our last podcast with Craig Rowe. And what did he say? Does it really come down to? <laughs> I didn't even say he was my cousin. I that doesn't deserve a drink. Fuck it's my you. own
2: little game. I'm playing.
3: <laughs> all right, all right. We'll drink. <laughs> Tell me a drink, I'll drink. <laughs> All right, perfect. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> um,
1: but seriously, though, what he said was that what it comes down to is 11 different one-on-one matchups every single play, right? So if Rashad Bateman is the number one guy on the offensive side of the ball, and Dax Hill is the number one guy on the defensive side of the ball, don't you want him covering that guy? 100%.
2: One hundred percent, especially when it when it comes to guys like Rashad Bateman, Rondale Moore, Chris Olave at Ohio State, KJ Hamler. I know he's gone now, but last year it would have been great to have Dax Hill covering him one on one. So I mean, for guys like that, Dax Hill's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the athleticism. He's like you said, he's probably put on some muscle, so he's got more, a little bit more um, physicality to him. I mean, I think he's got everything that it takes to be a lockdown corner, but if that means we're sacrificing at safety, which I feel like either way would be sacrificing, I don't know. It's just up to the coaches, who obviously I think they know best of where he would be most needed.
3: I have an idea. It's on the other side of the ball. I want I want to hear what you guys think. I just heard this in uh, my group chat. It was mentioned today. I hadn't thought of it before. What do you guys think of maybe lining up tight end Eric All on the outside for a little size mismatch?
2: Yes, I was just gonna say that. Were you really? He was—he's almost built like a receiver. Like he's a yeah, taller yeah, guy, totally, a little bit totally, a little totally bit leaner, not like, like the typical like
0: yeah.
2: built tight end. Almost yeah. like um, Kyle Pitts out of Florida, yes, Florida but yes. but not as strong, not as strong. Yeah, unless like totally. he put on a shit ton of muscle over the offseason, really, taking steroids I really or something. Like I really like Dude, him. great hands. I mean, he's yeah. got the athleticism of a wide receiver, maybe not as fast, and he's but I do Ohio. like that. <laughs> like, I all love Ohio. taking Ohio guys away. It's great. <laughs> but he could be that
0: guy right and that that guy though
2: i like
0: that that kind of mismatch reminds me of like texas last year remember colin johnson wide receiver six seven that's an absurd mismatch right
1: what uh, you don't when you have that type of height over you know maybe a six foot or six one corner you don't have to be the faster guy you don't even have to be a good route runner they just have to get you 15, 20 yards down the field and throw it up to the outside where the cornerback can't get it.
0: Who better throw it up than Jay Milley? Hey, that's right. Damn
1: right there. You know, I I do. I like that. At least it doesn't have to be all the time, but let's do that sometimes in the red zone. Um, Throw a fade every, every once in a while. I like that. I was going to go around with our breakout players of the year, Cam, are you going Eric Hall for your breakout player of the year, or do you have somebody else in mind?
3: I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. I'm going to go with big old 44, Cam McGrone. Ooh. I love yeah. this guy. I, I think he's a great replacer for Devin Bush. I'm not saying he's in his category, but he just might be. <laughs> 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 I love him. His sideline to sideline speed, his aggression, his football IQ, his love for the game. Give me all the linebackers like Cam McGregor.
2: Yeah, we mentioned that on the podcast I think last week with uh Justin's cousin Craig Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. And um and uh you know, he he plays a lot like Devin Bush does. He's got the speed, he's got the physicality, sideline to sideline like you like you said um So if he, that would be awesome to see him kind of have a breakout year like Bush did in his second or third season. Can't remember what it was, but um, I'll go back to the tight ends, man. I think Eubanks. I thought he should have been the number one tight end last year. I'm excited to see what he can do this year, being the legit number one tight end.
3: Also, he's such a trusted uh, receiver at this point. Yeah, he's not going to be solid. Yeah,
0: no, he's not. Yeah, looking Um, at you, McCune.
3: Looking at you. Fucking, Sean.
0: Fucking, oh, fucking
1: McCune. Don't mention McCune.
0: <laughs> he was dude, he was playing for the Cowboys.
2: The other I know, one, watching that on TV and he was he was in the game. So I mean, I good know. for him.
1: They must have taught him how to catch they, the ball.
3: They're they're hurting for depth over there in Dallas. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> So I my question about Eubanks is are we gonna see a leaner Eubanks that can move a little bit better? Because he put out a little mixtape. This was early quarantine, I think it was like in the summer, and he caught he caught a sweep like from the backfield. He was moving pretty well. Yeah. I I mean, I think we could see a different Nick Eubanks where he can move pretty well and um instead of he he was he didn't move that well last year. He I mean he was good, but like I felt like he was pretty slow across the middle. And then when he caught the ball, it was he was never making anybody miss.
2: He he moved like a tight end, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. But
2: yeah, I mean, if he added some speed, fuck yeah, let's go. He always finds himself open somehow. I, I feel like anytime he got the ball thrown to him, he's open wide, like wide open over the middle. I don't know how it ever happened, but always seemed to find himself open. So if he had some speed to that, that would be fun to watch.
0: Plus, he was rocking like Gronk's elbow pad, right? Yeah, yeah dude. Robot. got that Terminator arm. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> I I do think in this offense, sometimes the tight end can get lost in the, in the secondary because you got so many, think about it. If you have, well, obviously we don't have Nico, but if you have, you know, Ronnie Bell, Giles Jackson, Mike Sanders, still all these guys through there. And you're worried about all those guys. And then Nick Eubanks or Eric all are kind of lined up inside. You almost forget about them. And then it's like, Holy shit, he's wide open over there. Some, yeah. He beat some linebacker or something. Yeah.
0: Dude, what if you even went, like, empty backfield, right? Then you could have five wide outs. Chris Evans. Dude, yeah. Dude, that's, that's scary, I, honestly. That's,
3: that's a whole – Chris Evans is a whole different talk, talking point today. Uh, I think we should all touch on having Chris Evans back. I think that's huge.
1: Go for it. Go for it right now.
3: Well, just for you fans, followers, uh, listeners, he switched to number nine this year. Uh, just Mm -hmm. so you know, and um, I'm very curious to see how he's used. We haven't seen running back Chris Evans under Josh Gaddis, the offensive coordinator. Um, So, and we have a loaded stable at running back and a lot of, a lot of receivers. So are we going to line him up at this, in the slot? Are we going to use him for third downs and uh, throw to him like a James White type of, Pass catching running back on screens, I think he'd be great for that. Um, because, like in 2017, we were using him in between the tackles because we made him beef up his freshman year in 2016. He was awesome. Like, I he, he was so exciting to watch for a true freshman. Like, we don't we rarely have seen that these last couple of years at Michigan where a true freshman just comes in and just dominates every game. And 2017, we had it like it seemed to be a different goal for him. We made him beef up a little bit, add some muscle, eat a little more, and he was running in between the tackles. And I think he uh his production decreased a little bit. So with Zach Charbonnet, Hassan Haskins, true freshman Blake Coram, Christian Turner, how are we going to use Mr. Kidden play?
2: I know we've kind of we've kind of talked about that and possibly like some two back steps. So, maybe Evans is out there with Charbonnet or Evans and Haskins right, or Charbonnet right. and Haskins, whatever it may be. But, dude, like you said, I mean, if we got the Chris Evans from his freshman year, I'd say he's the number one back and just fucking fill those guys in after to give him a break. I mean, Evans was a go. fucking stud. A stud yeah. his freshman year. And, that Hawaii you know, game? Dude. I mean, Purdue, the Purdue game, fucking – um. yeah. I mean, countless games. He was making thirty, forty-yard runs for the end zone. Not something we see a lot,
0: Florida's especially that game. Yes, yes,
2: dude, making plays just everywhere, making plays everywhere. So it's like he's been there back. Before, I mean, like, I'm glad he. He has. I mean, he's been around the block. He's experienced. He's a veteran. He's gone through adversity, and now he's coming back. Dude, I think he's gonna have a huge, off, huge fucking season. Worked his ass
0: off. Yeah. See, one man, thing he, he real that.
2: real blue collar guy.
0: Yeah. One thing that concerns me, though, is I always felt like that his freshman season, he was like super agile, and then he put that weight on, and it slowed him down. That's what I'm saying. Right? And when you think about guys who take a year off, what do they do? They hit the weight room really hard. So I don't want him to come back in and have, you know, just be like a linebacker now and be like too slow. The only way I could see that benefiting him is if he's somehow like adjusted to you know, having a heavier weight, and then he becomes a little bit more of like, you know, a legit running back who can like plow through a guy maybe here or there, hit a couple holes, and he maybe gets away from becoming an agile guy and becomes more of like a bruiser type back. I don't know, yeah, just a theory.
3: That would be interesting. He Like his best trait was elusiveness.
0: Oh, yeah. And
3: um, another uh, question I have is like, I noticed when I was looking up the 2020 roster before this podcast they have uh bench mason ben mason listed as a tight end now i know we don't really have a fullback we don't use a fullback under gaddis so i assume ben mason's role will strictly be goal line situations i think we were we're going to forget about trying him at uh, d tackle don't think that was a good idea from the start um getting off topic here with ben mason but yeah like back to chris evans ben mason's i'm curious to see how we use them
1: I, w- I was going to mention Ben Mason too, because nobody's mentioned his name. And the- I mean, there's so many offensive weapons, but two years ago, last year, he kind of played both sides. So he didn't get much love on the offensive side. Two years ago, he was like unbelievable. Right. And, and he hurdled the guy. He literally yeah, hurdled the guy at like uh, Darnell six-
3: Savage, a current Green Bay Packers safety.
1: That's oh insane. Yeah. And, and yeah, what? Man. Ben Mason's, what, like 6'4", 280? Like, come on. Is he is he that tall? I, no,
3: I don't I don't know. think he is, but still, still, <laughs> regardless. Either
1: way, what did I what did I say earlier there? Didn't I say Mike McRae was like 6'8", 290 or something? <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> I am like, dude,
2: he's not that big.
3: You know I, I was looking at my old post from 2016. I... Looking back, I had this I, – I loved Mike McRae, and I loved Tyree yeah. Cannell. I don't – looking back now in 2020, I don't really know why I had this, like, love for Mike McRae and Tyree Cannell. Dude, really? I, I
2: remember the spring game for Michigan football. year, 2015 or 2016, and uh, there was there was a throw over the middle – and this linebacker just fucking laid whoever it was out. And it was like, Mike McCray with a tackle. And I was like, this guy's a fucking baller. And <laughs> I, I loved him ever since then. But he was just, I feel like he never really did make any, like, crazy wild plays in games. But he was just solid. He was just he a, a solid a linebacker. Re- yeah.
3: Did he? Um, Mike yeah, McCray? And also, we, we Don Brown thought, oh, it's a good idea to have him cover Dalvin Cook against Florida State yeah, Orange Bowl. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. that was the thing is mike mccray i
3: that was such a good game though
1: oh that was a great game we should have freaking won that game too yeah Uh, mike mccray great linebacker but you can't ask him to cover a speedy guy which is not his fault no i don't think like he's not built for that you know devin bush even struggled to cover guys like that like you can't ask a guy that's 200 and uh, 3000 pounds. He's uh, he's <laughs> up to 390 right now, which is nuts. <laughs> uh, but but in all seriousness, yeah, but I will like back to Ben Mason, you know, I do think that he's going to be a part of this offense where he's a key guy when we need some, you know, short yardage. You still have this guy that we, he was on the uh uh, uh the live stream for Yumish Hale the other day, him and Chris Evans. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was, dude. He's so funny because he has great literally great guy. He has zero personality outside of just being a football player. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, he just knows football and that's it. It was so funny that Bolino was on there asking him questions and he was just like, Yeah, I, I like football. Yeah. I like. Football. <laughs> I really like eating food. No so wonder Harbaugh
3: hot. loves him. Oh, oh yeah, 100
1: percent, 100 percent. I saw, I saw my
3: page. He sees every story. I love that guy. Yeah,
1: he, he's the man. He's the man. Shout, Shout out Ben Mason. Know. Shout out Ben Mason. But my, my, my prediction for Chris Evans. He might not get a ton of carries inside the tackles, but whenever we're in a third and I don't know seven situation. Josh Gaddis is going to try and get him matched up with a linebacker out there and make imagine Chris Evans against most big 10 linebackers. They got no chance, right? If he makes one move, it's gone. They might just get him on a little slip screen or a little like quick slant or something. Let him try and make one move and then he's gone. So I can see him like being a big X factor when Josh Gaddis ever gets into a pinch here. Um, it's kind of crazy how many weapons this offense has, even losing their best player, right? Yeah.
0: Dude, think about it, right? Even if you had, you know, Chris Evans and Eric all lined up out there, along with, you know, a Ronnie Bell, a Giles Jackson, someone like that, and you're doing it regularly, so many things you can do. Uh, and so if you're the other team, and and if I was playing DB, I would just look at who's lined up and just be like, God, come on.
2: damn it
3: (laughs) honestly like we we have so much more athleticism on this roster every year we get more and more and i'm thinking back to like the 2015 and 16 squad and uh like especially like guys think about our linebacking core like we have nothing but athletes at linebacker now like which is what ohio state's been doing for years we just Mm -hmm. need to catch up and um that's what really excites me like i give me all the athleticism possible if i'm if i'm in charge of a roster personally
1: Dude,
3: I'm so annoyed at
1: myself right now because I've had a couple beers and we're three days from the season starting. I've officially convinced myself that this is the year. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing stopping us. Me. I mean... Would it be a season if Ro called it? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, oh I've God. literally, like, been just talking myself into this it's slowly, 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 and now we're here and I'm like, I mean, what, where's <laughs> our weakness? Like, there's no way we can be stopped. We're getting fucking blown out
3: at Minnesota now.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll, no, tell, no. I'll tell
3: you guys. I'll tell you guys. For oh, the God. people that are listening, if we do come out flat in week one, it's not the end of the world. Uh, Notre Dame 2018.
2: Yeah. Perfect do So don't,
3: don't panic. Don't hit my DMs. Save it, please. <laughs>
1: i love that people come to you like you're like i love gonna, it you have access i'm just to some Harbaugh. kid in canada
3: man what
1: do i know <laughs> people come to you like you can go and pick, like, go to practice and fix these things yeah. or oh my god dude
0: what are you what are you telling ronnie man yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's good oh, ronnie's man. my guy we both love the joker yeah, yeah. dude
2: yeah. fucking love ronnie bell Who's yeah, your favorite crazy. Joker? Who's your favorite Joker? Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Yeah. 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 Oh, Hard Carter to be. Ma- Ma- Joaquin Phoenix, though, he's a close second.
3: Joaquin yeah, but I, is a close I, I, second. Didn't, I didn't mess with his, con- uh, his costume nearly like I did with uh, Heath Ledger and just like yeah. his type of Joker, his character. Uh, I mean, great he perfected movie, it. Great, great acting job. You know, nothing against Phoenix
2: at all. Great movie. But. One of a kind. He I, you, I really
3: man. I really like the Joker from Batman Beyond. Did you guys watch that? Oh that
0: was a great show. Was it Nicholson? Oh, man. oh never mind. No, there's a cartoon. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um kid, I, I thought it was uh oh, I can't remember his name right now. Dude Mark played Hammel. uh yeah, Mark Hamill. I thought it was him until the other day when my friend I think proved that wrong. Is it not? I d I don't believe it is. I can't remember who it is, but I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought it was for years.
1: I love that we, like, we're three days from Michigan game, and <laughs> we just went down a rabbit hole of the joke. <laughs> uh,
3: I take the blame for that one. No, it's all good. It's all good. I've, I loved it. I loved it.
0: Because we got so many scars from getting walloped by Ohio State. No shit. Sure. Yeah. God exactly.
1: damn. Um, so let's talk about what everyone's plans are on Saturday. It has been... So I, I, I talked with Spath about this, too. It has been 41 weeks since we have me, had a Michigan football game day. 41 weeks since we've had a Saturday morning where you can wake up and flip the TV on knowing that the Wolverines are taking the field. How are we feeling? What are your plans? How are you going to feel when you wake up Saturday morning and knowing that you see the maize and blue take that field?
2: I I know I know, bro. You and you and Kaylin know. I just moved into a new house. I'm ready for game day. I Already looked at getting a new TV to to celebrate Saturday as big as possible. I found out how big my TV stand can hold, so I think I'm gonna buy a new TV uh, to celebrate this uh, season finally happening. There's but, there's man. no
1: better impulse decision than to buy a giant TV just because football season is about to start. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've got an addiction. I gotta feed it. Bud but uh, yeah, football season, man. I'm gonna wake up. I got the day off now. Was able to get a little bit of coverage. Oh, gonna crack that. a beer. Maybe have a mimosa. Turn on Ooh. college game day. Listen to Kirk Herbstreit talk a little bit. Gotta pace
1: it though.
3: Gotta pace it.
1: I'll be drinking Bud Lights.
2: Yeah. So
3: I'll be all right. <laughs> how many? How many beers are you thinking? Like until 7:30 p.m. How many beers I, deep?
1: <laughs> I put this out. I put this out on our Twitter <laughs> the other day, and I'm like, oh man, like. In reality, I'm embarrassed to tweet that out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm thinking a lot of day drinking between morning, early afternoon, nap before the game, wake up, keep it rolling. Yeah. Like, like drunk nap. Like I'm like, shit, I'm, I'm, I need to take a nap. I'm fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> and then Wake up later. And you keep see, like. And watch the game.
3: I'd be like that, too. But it's not the best idea for me to run my page just hammered. <laughs>
2: that's, that's true. <laughs> just live stream the whole time. I mean, yeah, but also things
3: like my—I'd be so emotional and just—oh uh, yeah, man—I'd—I'd re- I'd regret saying some things, you know, no filter.
1: This thing yeah. would—it'd be like the Michigan uh, Wolverines, <laughs> spelling errors throughout every single post. Yeah. Oh man.
3: <laughs> Do you guys think, like, I don't know if you saw my uh, Penn State post the other day. It was, like, a year ago since that game last season. And I, you know, I saw this video uh, come up on my Snapchat memories. I, like, recorded on myself. I was just, like, talk. I sent this to a couple of my friends who watched the game, too. It's just, like, talking about the team and how I felt about that loss. Even though, Even though it was a loss, I still felt really good about the team and the fight we showed and stuff. I'm wondering, do you guys think I should, like, Put more of myself on my page and more of my input and what i think pre-game post games i think
2: i mean i'd say hell yeah for yeah. sure i mean it's your page you built it i mean i think i think that would be interesting too because we've we've kind of talked about doing like post-game reactions and whatnot and like throwing that up there So like i i mean i think just throwing up a post-game reaction like right after the game's over that'd be
3: awesome content yeah, awesome like use it more content. as like a, a YouTube channel, right? But yeah, I have I have one negative thing about that, and that's all the players that see my posts, see what I have to say. Like I've already like just by speaking online, I've had players call me out. So yeah, I feel like that could be even worse when I'm speaking as just more of a person and not some yeah. anonymous character.
0: Right.
3: Mm. But uh no, but I, I definitely agree with you guys. I, I think I will be doing more of it. Also, too, there's just there's more room for negativity and haters. But, like, you got to just develop thick skin doing something like this.
2: Yeah. I mean, especially for you with as as many followers as you have. But also, it's a thing, too. You can put a positive spin on it. You don't have Uh, to. I mean, you can put whatever spin you want. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, you control exactly what you're saying, which is great. So, I mean, you could I mean, it could be a shit game and you could be out there saying like, guys, it's not the end of the world. Yada, yada, yada. I think it'd be awesome content. People love it.
1: And yeah, people will love that because listen, Michigan fans, myself included, we're always looking for that positive, you know, something to some excuse or reason or like, <laughs> yeah, it, yep. you know, this yeah. sucks, but everything yeah. will be better in the future. So yeah. listen, I'll be watching you being like, damn it. Cam's right. We're still winning the national championship." <laughs> 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 All right, let's go. I like it. I like it. I like it. So with that being said, and we'll, we'll give both pages. Maybe we'll give some uh, post game reactions on Saturday or Sunday or something. Let's give our pregame predictions. So let's go, let's go around the room here and give our score predictions. Give a little, you know, maybe a little something to it. What's it, what is uh, going to happen on Saturday night? Against the gold, uh, what is it? The Golden Gophers. I'll
2: I'll go ahead. Um, go ahead. I mean, obviously we've met, we've mentioned the weather. We know it's gonna be cold. going to be fucking cold. Like high of what you said, 29 real feel high. Um, possibly 21. snow. 21. Yes, I am mean, even colder. So I think it'll be a low scoring game. I mean, I got to be a homer and and root for Michigan. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say 21-17 Wolverines.
3: Okay, yep. I can deal. I can deal.
2: Yeah. So that's my prediction.
3: So I think this is this is gonna be a game all about T.O.P., time of possession. It's the same way you have to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Not only do you need D-line pressure, you need to keep the ball out of their hands. I'm thinking and it's funny too because our quarterbacks from Florida and our starting running backs from Cali with, the, <laughs> with this weather, these elements. I mean, though, like, Joe's been waiting. It, he he didn't just get to Ann Arbor. He he knows what these winners are like. This is nothing. I'm not worried about it. I'm thinking 28-20 Wolverines, but, like, we're going to pound the rock, man. Yeah. I think a little – some fans are going to be disappointed. We didn't see Joe air it out, out that much, but games will come for that. Like, we will prep for for schools, teams differently than other teams. That's just how football is. That's how the game works you know, attack their their weaknesses, use your strength. You see who's a mismatch, who isn't. So that's what I'm thinking. Just keep the ball out of Minnesota's hands, pound the rock, trust the defense.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good prediction because, I mean, obviously we're all a bunch of homers, right? Uh, (laughs) I mean, due to the weather and everything like that, I'm going relatively low scoring game, right? I'm thinking, I don't know. 24-21 something like that. Um and I'm looking at a pretty close game, uh mostly just kind of ground and pound runs. Are you going you are going Michigan? Yes sir, of course, yeah. Obviously.
1: <laughs> All right. Here here is my prediction. Joe Milton is going to come out and he's not going to look great in the first quarter. They're going to try and and throw the ball, it's going to be shitty weather. He's going to make my make some mistakes and it may be wet, weather related. It may not be, um, but they're going to come back and he's actually going to get comfortable. He's going to get some game experience, feel the game speed and everything. And they're going to start running the ball better to give him some more confidence. Josh Gaddis, Josh Gaddis is probably going to start with some and ducks to get him going. Right. Right. Make right, sure right. that, but it, I really do think they're going to take a couple <laughs> shots deep right away. Show off that arm See what happens. Maybe not right right away, but probably in the second quarter once he feels more comfortable. Get Play Giles- number
0: one. <laughs>
1: yeah. Going <laughs> it deep. Yep. Yep. So they'll they'll get it going. I think that honestly, I think this game goes to Michigan in a in a pretty heavy way. I think that I think that they're, they're gonna um end up just beating the crap out of this team they 're fired up honestly I know that I know PJ Fleck and the Gophers are too but they's a great practice. coach he's, he's a great coach great you coach. Cannot great
3: great him. motivator too yep
1: yeah they're they're gonna be ready to go as well but yeah. they did not practice while Michigan was here practicing they sent the golden Gophers home so they were home while we were practicing so I think that's gonna have a big big difference in in what happens in this football game. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it's gonna actually be a shootout. I don't believe in this defense okay. is gonna shut. I don't. Wow. I don't think they're gonna shut it down. I think even in the cold weather, unless it's like some snow rain game, great. Like if it's pouring, obviously, or fl- snowing, you know, six inches or something, then that could be different. But if it's dry it, or decently dry. It's going to be a shootout. I, I think that the Wolverines score at least 40 points in this
3: football game. Wow. 100%. Holy
1: moly. You know to, what? I'll I'm tell
3: to... you. I I was torn. I, I had two scores, 35-24 or
1: 28-20. I, I yeah. think they get to 40. I think that Cade McNamara comes in at the end of the game and throws a touchdown of his own. I think it goes 42 30, what? Four over. Wow. I just don't see it with the weather. I mean, like you said, if it's
2: dry and like, I mean, if it's cold, whatever, but if it's like fucking snowing, well, no if
0: it's snowing. Yeah, but
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: That's what I said. So if it's snowing, yeah,
3: I, that's what you said.
1: I, yeah. If it's, if it's like, but like
3: flurries, I don't know. It's not, it's not going to yeah. snow six inches hey enough. we got to we got to play till mid-december like this is nothing guys exactly yeah, if true. they're gonna like it's gonna be a shit show man.
1: if they're ever gonna throw it it's gonna be now this is a home opener
3: and it's already fucking <laughs> it's already right. <laughs> right right usually that first game's nice and warm yeah
1: oh. I'll i'll actually i'll go
3: no, 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 no. Keep Don't your, change it. Keep Don't change it. Leave it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if, if you end up it, you'll be
1: pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only – I'm lessening it. I'm lessening the gopher side. 42-28. Okay. Even better. Okay. I'll okay. take that.
3: Double-digit yeah. do you guys
0: – call me right.
3: crazy. I'm not a hater. Trust me. But do you guys think that Joe Milton's going to have a pick six? No. No. Because he's thrown a couple picks. He's – he has oh, a come cannon, on. but he it's has garbage not garbage time though. Can't count garbage time. That's even worse, dude.
0: <laughs>
2: I mean, no, he could, because it's, right? it's garbage time when he's behind, trying to make plays.
0: It's yeah, not like it couldn't BBS, happen. BBS.
2: It, so, I, mean, I mean, it could happen. I, I'm not even gonna put that in my head.
0: Yeah. I'm just not gonna put it in my head. <laughs> I,
1: I, don't, I don't think he'll throw a pick six. I do think he has an interception probably early in this game because yeah. he. It's game speed. He hasn't seen that before. He's been killing it in practice. is at an all-time high. He's going to go out there and try and force some things because he's like, yeah, I sure. got to make all the plays. I I'm can a make this Tyson throw. Guy. Yeah. 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 He, oh, he thinks he can make every throw. How so many... I think that he's going to force
0: something, and it's not going to work out in his favor. How many yards rushing do you think Joe Milton will have? That's a Ooh, great question. I'd say 50-plus.
3: 50-plus. That's really, odd.
0: fifty plus, yeah. That's I mean, high, if they're calling Reed. man, I'm thinking
3: twenty
2: can... five. Twenty five? Still, I, I'm okay. Yeah, that's probably more realistic. But I'm, I'm saying fifty plus if he can actually pull a read accurately, unlike Shea Patterson. True. True. I think it's an easy fifty he can get.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I have a bold take about Shea. <laughs> and uh oh we're going back oh, to shea the, patterson. Ba- the, oh, the backlash God. might all be right, rough but right. i i think that we didn't need to go for shea patterson we didn't need to recruit him we didn't need to take him in ann arbor we should have just developed joe and dylan because we probably wouldn't have lost dylan i am ticked about that and shea was great she was pretty consistent but hey his first season 2018 was actually better than 2019 and I'd rather just have Joe and Dylan for longer, and they'd have a lot more experience by now. Like Joe could have been so much more proven at this point. Yeah, I was so I think, worried we're gonna lose him because he waited and waited and waited. Like, thank God he, he, did. he did.
2: Yeah, thank God he did. That's for sure. But I know. I mean, you think about but like it, Shea Patterson was the number one recruit in his class, quarterback recruit in his class, right? Like he was a top guy coming out of Ole Miss. I mean, he made plays at Ole Miss. We can't deny that. So, I mean, I think everybody was pretty excited to see what he can do at Michigan. because we didn't Different really type know of exactly offense. 100% different type, of, like type of offense. He looked like Manziel for yeah. Ole Miss. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think if Michigan would have – I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, I, like, looking looking hindsight 2020, I'm with you. I think if we could have had, like, McCaffrey take over at that point. Yeah. And like, then, eventually, Milton would have got in there. I think we would have been in a better place. But yeah. I think I, at the time, I, we were all pretty excited for Shea.
3: We were, absolutely, and I, I trust yeah. me, I remember that height, but I feel like in two thousand nineteen we really pressured him to be like mostly a pocket passer. Yeah, but like that's not the him. guy oh, you know what too? You know what too, you gotta think about this. He hurt his ribs against middle Tennessee State week one. Yeah. That yeah, He was dude. not he, healthy. He, no. Like that army game, no. He, he was healthy.
1: not healthy. You know who else wasn't healthy majority of last year was Zach Sharp. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's true. Really, yeah. really and not he healthy. He's still a beast.
3: I I always still did well. Dude, he had 11
0: touchdowns, almost 800 yards. He's
3: a freshman record. One of my uh, biggest surprises was Hassan Haskins and that Notre Dame performance. Yeah, Like, this guy was a former converted linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. He he took
1: over the starting job at that point, for sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys think Blake Worm's going to get significant time this season as a true freshman in a loaded room?
1: We talked no. about this a little bit on our last pod, and
3: <laughs> I don't, we don't see it. No. Do, would you guys compare him to uh, – someone compared him to uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah,
2: I would Ooh. 100% oh, compare him to that. I mean, dude's a, a freaking stud, right? Like, we know he's super
3: talented. He would have been a four- or five-star if he was taller, straight up. Yeah hundred
2: percent. hundred percent. I think think Clyde edwards Lair is
1: a great comparison.
3: You know who else was very short?
1: Mike Hart. Incredibly short. Yeah. Yeah. About the same height.
2: Yeah. Quorum's, I think, more athletic and probably a little bit quicker. Yeah. Quorum will have his day. He'll have his
1: day. Oh, yeah. It's not 2020. He'll he'll have his day. It might not even be 2021, honestly. Um, But I don't know. People are saying I, I've heard that Charbonnet is like a different human being this year. Healthy, healthy Charbonnet is is very different.
3: He also so, said he really hit the weights in quarantine, but the guy was already huge. He was already Dude, jacked. His legs are mammoth. So sort to of come out looking like Saquon Barkley. And you know what? He would have been a five-star if he didn't tear his ACL senior year. I I've been very very excited for Zach since we, uh, you know, since he committed.
1: Yeah. I even like when he was here on visits, um, you know, the people that were down on the field with him were telling me he was just as big as a lot of the offensive line recruits that were coming in. Like he's that, he's that big, his legs. He's just a thick boy thick with like (laughs) multiple seeds.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I I will say this. though, I'm, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about the depth, you know, knock on some wood guys right now, but, um, after joe you know like we would have had dylan oh yeah ready to go i would have been thrilled like two starting quarterbacks mind you if you have two starting quarterbacks you have none there's always that right. saying yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd ideally like them to choose one roll with it but cade mcnamara and dan Vellari, the true freshman ah damn.
1: the goat whoa 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 hold on hold about on. dan go
3: <laughs> he's a second
1: uh, round a...
2: draft pick <laughs> second round we moved him down Oh, he's a first round draft. He's a first
1: rounder, top ten, baby. This he's is, wearing that we Jim to, Harbaugh
2: number four for a reason.
1: We we talked our a few weeks ago, we talked ourselves into Dan Villary being a first round draft pick, like really quickly. So, so I want
2: to let you guys know some insider information here. I talked to cool. I uh talked to some people around the program. Yeah. And what I heard Great. what I heard was that was that <laughs> drink to that. I'm all out, boys. <laughs> I, heard, I heard Nico Collins went up to Dan Valari and said, I only feel safe taking the number one if I give you my number four.
3: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jeez, who, who told you Are you, you that? lying right now?
2: Who told Villari you that? my guy. Shaky I may have just Jake made that someone? up. Oh, okay. okay I may okay, have okay. just made that up on the spot, but I love okay. Dan Valari. Okay. Got hyped. Um, that one video he's got on his instagram got me hyped man yeah he's yeah that was that was
3: nice that he's was the nice. goat dude speaking of number four um just so you guys know i'm pretty sure vincent gray switched Ooh, to yeah. number four from 31 so, yeah. yeah
1: i like that a lot better for him
3: 31's a nice uh corner number but i i, I, love I like those, those single, single digits. digits i do too yeah for sure yeah oh uh well, guys we got, so, so we we have two players wearing the new number zero I'm sure yep. you guys all know who they are. So Giles Jackson, he ideally wants to wear number five, but Joe won't give it up. Um, Joe and seven he look great, it. by the way. But anyways he did.
2: Yeah, I loved him in seven.
3: He also wore three for a couple of games. Um, anyway, so Giles Jackson is wearing zero as well as true freshman, corner andre Seldon, who is a very short guy but like a dog complete dog instinct dog. good football iq loves the game i think he'll be covering the slot i don't really know exactly yet we'll see i mean usually slot guys are a little bit bigger um but yeah those are the two guys wearing the new number zero the, the only problem with this number zero guys is that it looks exactly like a block-o. <laughs> I know.
2: Ooh, Did you see Ohio true. State made, like, a block-o jersey? So they're giving the zero to, like, it's basically yeah. like they're, like, number one. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It, it is, is, man. Cool. I got a lot of respect for that. Makes that makes sense. I think they do a lot of things that are really cool with college
3: football. I'm yep, sure I'm going to get a lot of hate
2: for that. But I love the way that they do shit.
3: They're doing everything right, especially in terms of social media. Um, yeah. Another thing that they do is, like, a true freshman comes in, and he – I think he starts with the black stripe. And then he has to earn Mm -hmm. the scarlet stripe or maybe he even starts with no stripe. I'm not exactly sure, but I find that really cool. Yeah. It's
1: unfortunate how cool they do things. Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) it really, really is is, man. Um, All right. Well, I feel like we could just, I mean, we could talk until the sun (laughs) rises now um, about this, but let's go to our zero to nineties. I've got nothing prepared. I know that, Jack and Kalen probably
3: have nothing prepared, but it sounds like I'm taken. It sounds I'm like I'm just gonna Cam, act like I'm not prepared either. I don't study, boys.
1: It sounds like Cam has something prepared, so we'll 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 go to those. Who wants to start here? Anybody? Yeah. Do we I'll want start. Cam to go last or Cam to go first? I don't study. I I'm the, not prepared, but I'll start.
2: I, I, sir, I feel we gotta have Cam go last. Save the best for last. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna repeat a take I had from earlier,
1: but I'm ready. Good. I'm all the listeners are really. You know, waiting to hear another thing that you said once more. Yeah, thanks, guys. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Are you going to start me off? You're
2: going to drink your beer. What are you doing?
1: I'm drinking the whole time that you talk. Jack, yours 0-90 to starts now.
2: Okay, so not only did Nico Collins hand gift, wrapped, tied a bow on top of the number four jersey, Dan Valari, but Michigan is going to ground and pound I'm gonna say 250 plus rushing yards against Minnesota, and I'm gonna double down and say 21-17 for my prediction for the game. Michigan's 1-0 after the first after the first game. And we're gonna roll into Sparty, uh, preparing for a beatdown uh, of the Spartans in East yeah. in, uh, Ann Arbor, again,
3: again. Hell. And you gotta remember that that run game that we threw mini in 2017. Chris Evans MVP along with Klee Hudson on the D. Hell that game yeah. was nuts, but, I mean, we it was a little bit game. rainy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Nice.
1: All right, Kalen, you ready?
0: Yes, sir. All right, Kalen, your 0-90
1: to 90
0: starts now. All right, I know my score prediction was low, and I don't think Joe's going to have that many yards passing, but I think Joe Milton will have over 100 rushing yards. Wow. He will be running read option, and he will know exactly what he's doing. He's had all summer into the fall to prepare. Dude, he's going to get out in the field in space against some DB. Boom, Mack truck on him. So, Joe Milton, let's go. Love it. Love it.
1: Absolutely love that. take. <clears throat> love that. Oh, that was, <laughs> that, was that one felt good, didn't it?
2: It did. It felt really good.
1: Thank God. Everyone <laughs> listening has just stopped listening so far. So. They're, they're probably like, drunk with that at this point. They're keeps
2: burping. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Somebody All right. get me here.
2: You ready, Justin? Mr. Gold Mike? I am. Did you use a hair blow dryer on your hair today? It looks very nice.
1: I like it. <laughs> I got, I got a lot He's more. Feeling himself. You. Oh.
2: Oh, oh, that's true. That's sorry. why I wear a hat. Is that that's what yeah, I, I gonna hats. say
3: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That was
3: low, anyways, blow.
2: low blow. Anyways, I'm gonna go it's, cry look, in my closet you,
1: now. <laughs> you look you look a lot better than when you tried to shave your head. That's all I'll say now. That's true. Scroll back, hey, boys.
3: At least you can grow a beard, man.
1: That's, that's true. That's true. He's got a great beard. At I least when I'm bald, I'll be able to have a beard. I I I can't grow shit. Alright, go all for right. it.
2: Justin, your zero to ninety starts now, buddy. <laughs> I
0: don't know why I felt like doing that. So unnecessary.
1: (laughs) So unnecessary. All right, I'll go for it. Kalen, I'm going to piggyback on yours a little bit. I think mine last week was that Joe Milton is going to have more rushing touchdowns than he will passing touchdowns in game one. I like that take. I like your take even better. I am going to do a little something very similar. We are going to have over a hundred yards rushing from a non, from non running back position players here. So it's going to be quarterbacks, wide receivers combined. They're all going to have over a hundred yards rushing here with reverses, some little, you know, sweeps or something like that. QB loads, QB sweeps, things like that. I think they're going to be, very, very, um, you know, unique in how they run the football in this bad weather. I like it. Okay,
2: okay. Little Giles Jackson jet sweep out there, maybe a little
1: oh. Roman Wilson. Ooh, I don't no. know. Cornelius Johnson. They said he. They said like Roman it. Wilson's faster than. Uh, fast. AJ Henning's fast too, right? Yeah. Uh, Weapons. Yep. All right, Cam. You gotta do better than us. You have to one up us, all right? So you you told us before we got on that you've got a couple hot takes. I'm w- I'm ready for a steaming hot take. Cameron I...
3: mocked. <laughs> is, it, is it mocked or mocked? Mott, like M O T T. Okay. Ooh, like we'll the
1: cut
2: children's Hospital. Like we'll cut
3: that, that out. Don't yeah, worry. exactly, exactly.
1: Cameron Mott, the Michigan Page, your zero to ninety starts now
3: okay well i have a lot of things here i first wanted to say not only on the last pod did i say giles jackson will be the big 10 returner of the year i wanted to say that cam mcgrone will be the big 10 linebacker of the year but i thought oh you know what that's that's for the overall season i got to talk about this matchup um for the season though quiddie pay aiden hutchinson best defensive end combo in the country not the, the big whole 10, country? the country, the whole country. Okay. 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 And my hot take for this game specifically is that Zach Charbonnet, Chris Evans, Hassan Haskins, all three have a touchdown.
2: Oh, I thought you, I thought you were going to say they're com- going to combine for like 300
3: yards or something, but I'm cool with a <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> I thought I'm he cool was going to
1: say everyone has a thousand yards rushing for the year. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: I, I wanted I wanted to uh, zoom in and more you know just have a couple hot takes for this specific game that we're having love this pot over so
2: love it. save the good ones for a little bit later
3: yeah <laughs> oh, that's a great take so what do you what do you think about that all three running backs with a touchdown I don't hate that at all I I, I
1: think that I think they'll probably give all
3: of them
0: an opportunity to right do you think they're yeah. all rushing touchdowns or are yes
3: there... all I mean Zach and uh, Zach and Hassan could have rushing touchdowns, and then Evans with the receiving. But just for this, I'm gonna go with all three rushing. Yeah, I like it. You know what?
1: I my prediction is if that's the case, how how are you gonna defend that if you're Minnesota or anybody else on the schedule? They can. There's three different guys that can that can get in there and, and score on you, or at least you know get some yardage. That's tough to defend. I love it. I love it. All right. Anybody else got any final thoughts before Saturday, before this season opener? I want to hear you guys, you know, let's let's hear a little positive talk here before we go into it. A little pregame, you know, speech or something. Kalen, chocolatey voice here. Let's uh, go.
0: Well, this will be where I – devise all of my pre-game rituals for the rest of football season right whatever I do on this game dictates whether what I don't or do do for the rest of this eight weeks right yeah so <clears throat> I'm gonna get up in the morning right I'm gonna put game day on I might even make myself a pancake or something like that right <laughs> uh, but the moment those games start, it begins i am going to crack a beer probably with my key and shotgun it on my porch oh, like a hell savage yeah. right hell throw yeah. it i don't care dude i am so ready for football season at this point like laws mean nothing to me anymore i am going to just walk down to the stadium take out my comcast remote turn the game on in the big house i'm ready to play so let's go
1: oh i love that it that was incredible Oh my God! All right, Anybody I'm else, sure I'm, go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm,
2: I'm sure I'm with you guys. My my guy Jeff at Cox 590. I hope you're listening. We're hammering the Wolverines this weekend. We're betting on the Wolverines this weekend. Gonna make a little bit of money here, and uh, you know, let's come back with a W. Kalen, I'm a little disappointed that you're waiting until game t- until the game start to start drinking. <laughs> I, I hope you I hope you come over a little no, bit no, earlier.
0: No. You misunderstood. After game day ends at game noon. Start. noon starts <laughs> drinking.
2: So you're waiting until noon. You got to get my pancakes <laughs> in, man. Nah, dude. Once game day comes on, you got to crack that beer. <laughs>
0: A little bourbon Cause... in your coffee, maybe? Well, that's where you're drinking oh, your Mimosa. Have to try that. You know, little Bailey's in your coffee, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Either way, we're hammering the Wolverines. Blue by 90. I'm
2: doing my best Jeff impress, impression that I can. And then we're rooting for the Cox against LSU. Hell you
1: yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, Cam, what do
3: you got? What's going on on Saturday? All right, guys. All right, guys. So our back's against the wall. There are a lot of Michigan fans out there that claim, oh, this team's going four and four. That's the absolute ceiling. We have every single guy in this room needed to win. This game and not just this game, every other game on the schedule. Look at everyone around you, look at them dead in the eye, and know that you have your brothers back and you're about to go to war for them.
0: Let's right. go! <laughs> I'm
1: Let's ready go. to run through a brick wall? <laughs> Holy shit! I can't believe we're still we're still days away from God. this football game happening. Holy oh, are we really? We, we should have recorded this podcast on, like, Saturday at 6 p.m. or something, so I'm ready. To...
3: <laughs> we did this for you guys so you can listen to it before the game. Yeah, because no, right. if we for recorded that it
0: Saturday at 6 p.m., we would have be, to be totally incoherent. It.
1: <laughs> all right. I, I'm feeling the same way that you boys are. I already told you. I'm convinced. I convinced myself that this is the year. I don't see why it wouldn't be. We've got all the weapons. We've got everything we need. Joe Milton is going to, this is the time that we are going to be pleasantly surprised. When was the last time as a Michigan Wolverine fan, were you pleasantly surprised by anything? So we are going to be surprised by even with the hype, we're going to be surprised at how good this team is, how efficient that offense is. And they're going to, my prediction is that they're going to have some heart. They're going to have mental toughness that they've never had before. On the road in Minnesota, they haven't done well. We, w- we went over the last time that they've won on the road as a ranked team, but I think that this team is different. This team has mental toughness. This team has heart. This team is going to surprise not only us, but the national media. And you know what? They're going to go into week eight and surprise some people as well. So mm-hmm. we'll give a little uh, you know prediction for later in the season too. We'll get over the Golden Gophers, but no problem. First of all, though.
2: I love it. I love it. I love the Week Eight prediction already. I like that. Get me hyped up for the end.
3: <laughs> hey, oh, an empty an empty shoe stadium, I'll take it.
1: Hey, right.
2: We, Toilet bowl never looks cleaner.
1: We've got Ohio State <laughs> on on the mind at all times, right? We have to. Have to. Yeah. It takes all of us. It takes all of us to beat Ohio State. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that was Blue by 90. That was a great podcast. Thank you to Cam for coming on. Cam, plug
3: yourself here. Give us a little rundown of where we should follow you. My full name, Cameron Mott. Last name, M-A-C-H-T. It's German. Um, (laughs) I'm the Michigan Wave on Instagram and Twitter. Ah, The Michigan Page. Page. Sorry, Jesus. Oh, myself oh! oh. <laughs> couple beers. Hey,
1: couple hey, beers.
3: Yeah, uh, couple beers deep. But um, I'm always, I'm always wave to you guys. Whatever you want to oh, call sorry. me, Cam, Wave, Hail to Mish, Page, Michigan Page. Um, hit my DMs if you want to talk about anything. I'm pretty active in the DMs. And um, this podcast right here inspired me to make some posts. So I'm gonna get to that right after this. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. It.
1: Can't wait. Everybody go follow cam at the Michigan page on Instagram, on Twitter. He's getting up on his Twitter game. So make sure to tweet at him as well. Um, We will see you guys next week after a Michigan W let's hope. Um, And we'll have some great feedback, some great analysis. Um, We'll have some people on with us to, uh, to give us some analysis on what happened in the game and, and what's going on in the future. So, Thank you for listening. This is blue by 90. You can follow us at blue by 90 on Twitter at blue by 90 on Instagram at blue by 90 podcast on, uh, YouTube as well as blue by 90 at on Facebook too. So check us out, subscribe, please. If you haven't before, we'd love to, uh, we'd love to have you, um, in our DMS, give us some questions and some topics for the rest of the season And if, if, as you haven't, if you haven't, uh, realized we love talking about Michigan football and we could do it forever. So, um, we'll be here for the whole season. So thank you and go blue, go blue, go Go blue. blue.